this 2024 AL Central Division betting preview edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, February 27th, here to get our MLB 2024 division preview started. We're about a month or so away from the MLB season. And joining me here to help me break down the first of these divisions here, you guys know him as the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, WNBA, NBA, NFL. Of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast is Scott Studio Rice. Scott, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Are you ready for baseball? Yeah, I can't wait to start talking about baseball by going through the White Sox and the Royals rotations. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun. But yeah, looking forward to the season. Of course, you got to start somewhere. We're going to start off with a division. It's not a good one, but it's a division. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll start off at least with some excitement just talking about divisions. And maybe I kind of planned it in a way where uh, maybe talking about one of the worst divisions in football. Uh, I'm not football in uh, baseball in the AL Central Division. Is there? A I, I mean, there's. What happened? You said it's one of the worst. Is there a worse one? Um, I mean, for a first place team being the Twins and all, I'm assuming it's probably the worst division yeah. by a decent margin. I think the next closest one would be what maybe the AL or the NL Central, maybe. But probably. I think the AL Central, yeah, probably takes the uh, the cake on that. But yeah. We'll go through the regular season win totals. We'll go through uh, make and miss playoff odds and all that good stuff for the division. Just kind of talk through each team. We'll uh, have a force pick on each uh, win total for the five teams in this AL Central division. Um, we were going to have a guest on. Unfortunately, he has some technical issues. We'll try to see if we can get him on uh, while we are recording this show here live. But um, Scott, uh, let's just dive right into it, man. We got five teams to get through here. We'll kind of go from uh, the worst division odds to the, or sorry, the uh, win totals at least from um, the least to the to the to the best. So um, let's start it off here with the uh, Chicago White Sox. Here, I do see our guests uh, lurking in the background. So hopefully, we can get them on here uh, sooner rather than later. Here, so uh, let's start here with the Chicago White Sox. They come in to this division and this season with a win total of 63 and a half. Uh, currently they are uh, four to four, sorry, 40 to one to make the uh, sorry for the division. I should say make the playoffs is at 22 to one for them to miss the playoffs minus 10,000 120 to one to win the AL uh, pennant. And then the world series odds are sitting at 250 to one here. Um, Scott, let's start here with this White Sox team who had a lot of promise uh, a few years ago, but um, right now not looking very good. But Scott, before uh, we jump into the Chicago White Sox, let's get our guest on here. It is himself, the man. I, I, I had some time there to watch some of this man's uh, clips. He is friends with the uh, host of the Bottom Lines Bomb, a podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, CJ Sullivan's friend. It's Kevin Bozeman. But Kevin, how's it going, my man? Uh, we had a little bit of issues there, but I I'm glad we got you on, my man. My guy, listen, I appreciate you guys for having me. To uh, break down the American League Central, you got to be a monster of a human being to even try to <laughs> tackle such an atrocity, which is the American League Central, but I'm a Chicago White Sox dude, so uh, okay, I feel like go. I got some some inside information to the how the the inner workings of AL Central. So I'm excited for it. Let's do it. Well, yeah, first man, things I... first. Um, my condolences. Listen, man, you can apologize for all of Chicago sports, right? Like, 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 legit. It is. 
it is brutal out here in the, in the world of Chicago. But there's there's, a, there's brighter days ahead for us. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, look, this was a team that had a lot of talent. I know maybe with the front office or whether it's the manager of the team uh, that kind of messed things up for this White Sox team. But, I mean, there was a lot of talent both on the batting side of things and also on the pitching rotation here. But before we actually do get into the White Sox here, Kevin, why don't you uh, let our listeners know your background, how you got into with the White Sox, where you're from, you know, um, and all that good stuff before we actually do get into the White Sox here. Cool, cool. So uh, from Chicago, born and raised, I'm a stand-up comic, always been uh, an avid gambler. Parents used to take me to racetracks and stuff when I was little and would get good grades. So there was already some built-in dysfunction there. Uh, my, uh, my homie, CJ, and I, we, him and I and another buddy, comics we have a degenerate gambling thread where we like to uh share our picks also have a podcast called uh bo's nose where i break down sports gambling talk pop culture and all that stuff so um i'm about that life sadly (laughs) well you fit right into the brand of sports gambling podcast network where hashtag dgens only so uh yeah i mean cj's one of the funnier dudes uh, that I've met, I know we, I think we recently started his podcast, uh, Scott, what was it, last season with Bottom Line Bombs? Um, I mean, he covers it all for, um, uh, you know, sports and, and pop and stuff like that. So glad to have you aboard, my man. Uh, and we were like, before we got you on, we just started talking about the Chicago White Sox here. And uh, for this season, I'll go through it again here. 63 and a half is their win total for the upcoming season. Uh, division odds are currently sitting at... 40 to 1 for them to make the playoffs, 22 to 1, AL pennant 120 to 1. And for them to shock the whole world and go out and win it all, 250 to 1. Kevin, I'm going to give you the floor here first. You did mention you are the White Sox fan. Scott already gave you his condolences. Um, but I mean, this team, like I was mentioning, I mean, from Lewis Roberts to Eloy Jimenez to Yoan Moncada to Tim Anderson, I mean, this team was loaded on the offensive side. I mean, if you looked at it in one through nine, they were one of the more deeper batting lineups. And even on the pitching side, right? Dylan Cease, you had Michael Kopech. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries over the past couple of seasons. Lucas Giolito fell off the face of the earth. I don't know what happened to him. Um, and then you had Lance Dylan, Lynn. Lance Lynn, yeah. I mean, Tony LaRussa and all that debacle. Talk to me about the White Sox, man. So the problem with the White Sox is is the problem with all Chicago sports. It's just the, the front office and organization. Jerry Reinsdorf is loyal to a fault. He felt bad that Tony La Russa got fired back in 1983 or 1984 when he shouldn't have. Because <laughs> Hawk Harrelson took over as GM and fired Tony La Russa back in like 1984, 85. Then he went on for dominance at the A's and the Cardinals. But Reinsdorf never got over that. Brought him in just a different culture couldn't relate to the younger latin players that they had the infusion of don't forget we also had jose abreu we had tim anderson winning batting titles we had everything in place to win and we just the chemistry and then when that when la russa left you would have thought it got better but then all the veterans were complaining like there's just a poor poor culture in a Chicago White Sox organization. But I'm here to tell you, they're going to be bad, but not nearly as bad as people think. They have done some changes. For one, they went out and got a mental health coach. And I know that sounds small, but back now in professional sports, you need those things. Just a guide, especially with all of the, uh, the, the foreign players and everything. So it's good. It's good to have that. Also, uh, they went out. Got some guys that can't rake but can field. We were horrible at fielding, so I believe we'll be able to to stop the unearned runs. And we also got, like, Dylan Cease and Luis Robert. You could argue they're the best pitcher-star-player combo in in the division. I don't know who's better than those two. You know? I mean, somebody might be better than Dylan Cease, but Luis Robert might be the the cream of the crop in the American League Central. So they they got some players. And also Jerry Reinsdorf likes to just be competitive. He doesn't like the bottom out. 
but he's also not like he's good if his team is not competing for championships. Just look at the Bulls. Yeah. That he hasn't blown that team up at all. So people think that Dylan Cease is gonna be gone, but if the White Sox are sniffing around, he's gonna I think he's gonna run with that team. I think Shane Bieber will go get traded before Dylan Cease will. Yeah, I mean, look, there was a lot of trade rumors about Dylan Cease possibly going over to the Allen Braves and other teams that were interested in Dylan Cease. And from everything that I was reading, that the asking price for Dylan Cease was through the roof, uh, you know, from the Chicago White Sox. But um, so talk to me about this upcoming season right now. 63 and a half win total seems like you're leaning towards the over on this win total for the White Sox. Yeah, because, okay, so they lost 100 games last year. And like I said, it's not their MO. Normally, if they lose 100, they try to get competitive. They won't just bottom out. Because they would bottom out, all those guys would be gone. Why would, yeah. we, why would we keep all of these guys? Why are we still keeping Eloy Jimenez? Why are we still keeping Yoan Mankata? Like, why are we still keeping these guys? Why are we adding people like uh, Fetty and uh, and then when they got the little sleeper in uh, as a closer that they picked up from the trade with the Braves? So I think they're going to be bad, but I think they'll, they won't lose 100 games bad. So I think they'll be around a 70-72 win season. I feel pretty good. That they'll that they'll win over that because, like I said, they still got they still got some 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 thump in their bats. Scott White Sox, I know you already offered your condolences to the <laughs> to Kevin here <laughs> on the season here, but sixty three and a half for this team that look it's still like I mean, like Kevin was mentioning, right? There's still some talent at least on the batting side of things. I think the pitching where it may see a little bit of trouble, especially last year when Dylan Cease had a down year for this White Sox team. I mean. Obviously, they are expected as far as odds said by the bookmakers to be at the bottom of this division, but 63 and a half, what are your thoughts on this win total? So I think I'm going to lean over. Uh, I don't think this team's any good, to be fully honest, but when you're looking at the worst division in the entire league, there is a lot of games against, let's just say, average at best opponents in that division, which I think they can sneak up and maybe win a couple of those. But you're looking at the last couple of years for the AL Central, and the last place team has actually done okay when it comes to wins. I think you're looking at this team probably, it's going to be close. But do I think they get to 100 losses? No. I see them around 93, give or take. I think they might be on the, I'd say, precipice or on the cusp of 70 wins. But I see them probably finishing with like 67, 68. But the division's not good enough for me to assume one of these teams automatically going to walk into like 100 losses. So I'm going to lean over. It's a good point that was brought up about how Cease is still there. Why? I have no idea. Uh, Robert's still there. Why? I have no idea. You'd assume they'd probably trade half those guys for prospects and rebuild. But Chicago is not really used to rebuilding. And I do think when you're looking at the future of this team, they'd be better off probably trying to rebuild, but they're not. So based on that being the case and based on the amount of talent still on the roster, few and far between, but still, I'm going to lean over. I might lean under on some other teams we're going to talk about in a second, but this number feels very low for, once again, the worst division in baseball by a decent margin, in my opinion. I think this number is too low. Give me 67 wins, give or take. Kevin, you mentioned that you know the owner, Jerry, doesn't really want to trade some of these star players, but if it comes to a point where around June or July, kind of the dog days of the summer, and the Chicago Whites are, the White Sox are, what, maybe – 15, 20 games under 500. Do you see an opportunity there that they do make a move from these star guys, or do you still think they'll, they'll ride it out with these star guys? Okay, but but look at listen to your question. If they're 15, 20 games out, that means Dylan Cease has a more than likely bottomed out. He hit, yeah. He's gotten worse last year. So now what are you going to get for him if Dylan Cease is there? It's yeah. Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. They're not, like I said, we got talent. So if we're 15, 20 games out in June, that means they're bottoming out. So now what are you going to get for them? And so now you're going to get French players. At that point, maybe you did do do a fire sale. But if that's the case, then we're just, then we're, we'll be at 40 wins. <laughs> if you want to look at it like that. If we're yeah. 15, 20 games out in June, it's a wrap. <laughs> it is a, it is a wrap, dude. So I expect yeah. them to be, I expect them to be somewhat, somewhat competitive because like i said like it was just last year like i can't remember and we lost 100 games a few years ago but yeah that was when after the chris sale when he 
Trade to threw the it in. Right and they would have never got rid of Chris Sale either. You have to remember, mm-hmm. we're, the, we're the team that gave up Fernando Tatis for big game James Shields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We true. go, we we go all in. We don't we don't mortgage. And even when we do mortgage for the future, we're quick to bring those guys up. We don't let those guys develop at all. We're like, get in, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had solid 50 at bats in September, so let's play. You're ready. And so we don't White Sox historically don't rebuild uh, to like Scott was saying, like we're just we're just we're just in the middle. We're Middle Earth in the Lord of the Rings. It's <laughs> just right there. Just I I, middle Earth. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with both of you guys that I, I, I do like the over for this White Sox team. And again, like the talent that this team has. You know, when we, we mentioned the names, right? I think that they'll still be ended up being competitive, like Kevin was mentioning. But um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see like this division, like we've mentioned it multiple times, is not a very good division. And again, we'll talk about some of these teams here in a second um, that maybe we will be looking at the under for some of these teams here. Kevin, anything else you want to mention about the White Sox before we get over to the next team? Either way, um, for the White Sox, uh, nothing really else to add. I mean, I'm trying to think of any like player props or anything I'm tempted by. This team's still not very good. I, I just think that they're not bad enough to lose 100 games. So I don't have any props. Uh, if I get bet on a batter with the most strikeouts, you can nominate half the team. But I don't really have <laughs> anything else. Uh, you have anything you want to add? Because I, I don't see much. I think the health is the biggest thing about like this team, right? We saw Yohan Moncada only play like 91 games last year. I mean, Lewis Roberts has all the talent and the power, uh, you know, for him to possibly uh, be a home run leader. But I mean, at the same time, it, it's about health with this team, and I think that we've seen we've seen that, you know, for the White Sox last season and and some of the prior years. So, I mean, I really didn't dig into the player uh, market just yet because, again, still going through spring training, I feel like. You know, we may see some injuries and things like that kind of pop up, uh, but I didn't really have much as far as player props uh, for this uh, for the Chicago White Sox team. Um, all right. Before we get over to the next team in this AL Central division, uh, let me tell everyone about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Look, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. And look. It's really easy to play their pick them game. You can pick whether uh, you can pick your favorite players and if they're going to have a higher or lower stat total in this week's games for a chance to win big. Right now we have NBA going on, college basketball, NHL's in full swing as well. And you can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players to build a pick them entry. And you can also make rivals picks, which picks two players against each other. You know, we've been doing well, well on the NBA gambling podcast, as far as our entries have been going this season, we'll do that also for the MLB season, this uh, upcoming year as well. So if you haven't already signed up with underdog fantasy. Now is the time to do so sign up today with promo code SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick um special visit underdogfantasy.com and find them in the app store. Or, and don't forget to register with our promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. And also a bonus contest as well. SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code SGPN, and then we and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest. It's absolutely uh, free to enter. Again, merch to give away from Underdog and also a $50 SGPN gift card. All right, let's get over to the next game here on the uh, AL Central Division here, Scott. Uh, We'll go over to a team that's getting a lot of hype uh, coming into this season, and that's the Kansas City Royals. Royals last season um, ended up, I believe, well, I'm I'm trying to pull up their record here. Uh, Should I have that in front of me here? But this season... They come in with a record or is they win total, I should say, of 73 and a half. The big news for this team in the offseason, they were able to lock up a long-term deal with their franchise corner piece in Bobby Witt Jr., 11-year contract. And last season, the Kansas City Royals were at the bottom of this division, 56 wins, 106 losses, just an absolute terrible squad. I think that's really started with their pitching uh, rotation, but... 
as of right now, like I mentioned, 73 and a half is their win total division odds of plus 850 for them to make the playoffs plus 190. No is minus 225 for them to get to, uh, sorry, the win the AL pennant 70 to one for them to win it all. 130 to one. Scott, I know there was a lot of conversation going on between myself, uh, you, Mal, Lante, and Dylan about this Kansas City Royals team. Um, half of us are on the over, half of us are on the under. I know which way you're going, but tell our listeners which way you're leading for this Kansas City Royals team. Yeah, under. I, I don't I don't understand the hype whatsoever. Uh, it's one thing if you think they're going to be better than last year because they set the bar pretty low uh, since they lost 106 games. Having said that, they're supposed to jump 18 wins. I don't buy that for a second. I mean, you're thinking of all the money they spent in the offseason. I get it. They tried to make some adjustments. They did a lot more. Seth Lugo is your projected number one. Good luck with that. I like Cole Reagans, though. I think he's good. Uh, but you got Waka in your third spot, Singer in your four, and Lyles in your five. That's right. Lyles is still a starter in 2020. Jordan Lyles Day. Not a good sign. Uh, but the point is, Singer wasn't great last year either. He was kind of up and down in the back half, but still not exactly great. Uh, Waka's been okay, but he's kind of bounced around at some injuries, and he doesn't really give you much length. Uh, the, the bullpen's not very good either. Uh, you got Will Smith as your closer. You got Stratton, a couple other question marks there. Perez fell off a cliff last year, uh, especially after they paid him all that money. Uh, you're looking at uh, Pascantino, who got injured, so him being back, Vinny might be able to help out the lineup. Uh, Bobby Witt, we know, is very good. He played well last year, so I don't exactly expect much of a leap in terms of his production. I mean, what else did you get? You got Hunter Renfro? Like, I, I don't know if they made enough acquisitions for me to suddenly expect them to jump 18 wins. 18 wins is nuts. I think yeah. that's a bit crazy. I see them finishing in the 60s, so I'll be on the under. I think their team on paper is probably a little bit better than Chicago's, but not by much. So I'll give them 60 Seven sixty-eight wins. I I just think this number is too high. I don't think they get to seventy. I'll take the under. Yeah, it goes back to what you mentioned, right? Did this team improve over the course of the off season for them to win or improve by eighteen wins? And for me, yeah, okay, I'm a fan of their lineup, but it's that pitching rotation that's going to be absolutely atrocious. Yeah, Cole Reagans, I know, is getting a lot of hype for Cy Young uh, in the American League, but after that, I mean. I think you and I were talking earlier after we did the NBA show that if Zach Grinke is still going to be around for this team, if you still have Jordan Lyles in this rotation, uh, it, it's 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 good luck to you for this Kansas City Royals team. I think they're still a couple years away from at least competing for a playoff spot. They're trending in the right direction, but again, it, it's for for this team, I need to see improvement for this pitching rotation. Um, and like you mentioned, it's Cole Reagans, and after that, you know, if you're you saw flashes of Brady Singer last year towards the second half of the season. But I think I need to see more consistency out of him in their pitching rotation here. So I'm with you on the under for this Kansas City Royals team. Kevin, Royals here, 73 and a half. What are you thinking about that, my friend? Yeah, man. Um, geez. 10 games. 10 games better than the White Sox is a lot. And like you said, 17 game improvement. Like they got and, and they did the right thing, right? They bottom out. They're 56 wins. So what do you do when you bottom out? You you find your one guy and you give him the big contract, which they did to Bobby Witt. I mean, then you just got some professional players. They got like Will Smith is a pro. You know, he's a championship dude. Stratton, also pro. Hunter Renfro, pro. So I think they're going to be closer to covering that 73 than people give them credit for. But just legit logistically as a gambler you can't go an 18 game improvement with a bunch of guys who are past their primes and still with like you said a back end of a rotation that's beyond media like they're not even close to mediocre like i can't see yeah and you don't have what's your middle relief that's gonna keep those guys in when you hit that that fourth inning and they're they're struggling do they got the bats to sustain? Can they win nine to eight games? I, I, so, um, Scott, you know by like nine to eight scores. Like, yeah, yeah I, I know bats. what you mean. Yeah, I, I feel like the issue I also have, you mentioned the back end of the rotation. It is also tied into the front of it. What does Seth Lugo on a good team? A three? A four? He's your number one starter for opening day? Yeah, Seth Lugo? Probably, your, yeah, fourth. Three that, or four, that's think, yeah, that's a problem. That. That, that's that's all true, but you also mentioned that they're in by far the worst division 
And, he, and we don't think, I think he's going to end up being a number three. I think Walker's going to end up being a, a number two, even though he can only give you six innings tops. I guess one question also I have for Kansas City. If things go really, really bad in the first half of the year, we said the White Sox historically don't exactly blow up the team halfway through the season. Well, Kansas City. Because Kansas City actually spent some money this offseason, and I know that they have been trying to build up the farm system for a couple of years at this point. If things aren't working out, do you flip Waka? Maybe. Like I think it might be trying to trade some guys to contenders because, one, they're relatively, in historically speaking, a cheap organization. I know they shelled out the money for Wit. They tried with Perez. That's backfired dramatically, but still. I do wonder if Kansas City is going to be a seller at the deadline if things go badly. I think they will. I think things are going to go badly, and I think they might trade some veteran guys. So I'm not sure what the market would be on Perez, for example, but I can see a world where the Royals struggle early and they're willing to kind of half-nuke the roster and keep the young core and go from there. I I like what they're trying to do. I get it. 18 wins is too massive for me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna assume they finish in the high sixties. Scott, can't you Scott, can't you ask that question about every team though in the American League Central? <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah. Uh, once again, <laughs> every I, I, team can within like June first be sellers, including the twins who never seem to ever want to compete for a championship. Yeah, I, that's definitely true with a lot of the teams in the AL Central get to those win totals. I don't like many overs, full disclosure, for this division. But <laughs> Kansas City, I I just think this team, if things aren't going well, they might trade off a veteran here or there. I can see Renfro being a flip guy, for example. Again. If things don't go well, you're just like, all right, fine. We'll trade him for you know to be a bench bat on some contender. So I'm going to lean to the under on Kansas City. This has a high 60s team for me if I had to go for the win total. Hunter Renfro is that one guy that every trade deadline that comes every single year gets traded to a team that needs an extra bat, like in that mm-hmm. five or six zone. And we've seen it multiple times over the past several uh, trade deadlines when it comes to the MLB with Hunter Renfro. So, and again, going back to the point we talked about the pitching last year, this team was had the second worst uh, team bullpen ERA. The only worst team was the Colorado Rockies in the entire MLB. So, again, I, I've, I've prided myself in when I look at teams – that are going to win and especially win championships, I, I look at pitching. And I know last year that the Rangers were an incredible offense, but at the end of the day, you still got to pitch um, and, and to win ball games here. So I'm on the under here as well. I think there's just a lot of hype right behind the Royals right now for them to have an 18-game improvement. I just don't see it right now. Okay, Kevin, anything else for the Royals before we move on? No, man. I think they're, they're going to actually be fun to watch, though. Like yes. I said, it's going to be fun games to watch because they're going to they're gonna have to outscore, outscore some teams. But uh, Kansas City is a really good baseball town, and I, it's got to imagine the Chiefs being so good. It's got to put pressure on them to be competitive, which I think spurred all of these uh, over-the-top uh Midland moves, but yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. I mean, I'm in agreement with you guys. They're, they're going to go under, but I do think they're going to come closer than, than we're giving them credit for. We, we've All seen right. in baseball, you have one superstar player. Yeah. You can still be really, really bad. Shout out to the Angels for the last Mike, 10 yeah, minutes as an example of that. <laughs> but Bobby Witt's a very entertaining player. I'm not going to compare it to like A Rod in Texas when they were just losing 100 games every year and you'd have a monster stat line, but you get the point. I think Witt's yeah. going to put up massive numbers. If he gets injured, they're totally screwed. So that's also an issue you have to look at for a win total. But if he ends up playing the full season, his numbers will be good. I'm just concerned about the rest of the overall roster. I don't think it's good enough, but we're all in agreement anyway. Yep. All right. Before we get over to the next team in this division, let me tell everyone about our friends over at Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical, historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets or craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, gentlemen, getting over to the next team in this division. That is going to be the Cleveland Guardians. They come in with a win total for the upcoming season. 
at 78 and a half. Last season, this team ended up third in this division. Uh, 76 and 86 was their uh, record. Not very good on the road last season where they were 34 and 47. Um, barely finished above 500 at home with a record of 42 and 39. And look, this is a team that has a lot of talent in their pitching rotation, right? We talk about the Shane Beavers of the world. Tristan McKenzie had a pretty good second half of the season. Uh, Tanner Bybee as well. So their top three guys in this rotation have been absolutely phenomenal. Now, the problem with this Cleveland Guardians team has been uh, able to produce runs because more times than not over the past several seasons, they've been in the bottom four, if not the worst team as far as offensive production, whether it's been runs scored, whether it's been um, home runs, whether it's been uh, team RBIs. And I don't think they still haven't done much to address that here. But right now, uh, Kevin, let me start with you on the Cleveland Guardians. They come into the season with a win total of 78 and a half. What are your expectations for this team? All right. So, like, their rotation is solid, but we talked about this. I don't think Shane Bieber makes it makes it through the, through the year. Uh, I think they will trade him. They also have an excellent closer. So you got a lot. You got to like their pitching staff. There's a couple of things I don't like. One is there's so many question marks out the middle. Like I'm the dude that likes to believe that you got to have like a good middle, you know, shortstop, second baseman, center fielder, catcher. They're battling for the shortstop spot. They're battling for the center fielder. We are, like you said, their offense is like, yeah, you know, you got, uh, you got your, your guy, um, uh, Ramirez, right? Yeah. You got him, but then like who legit, who else? I'm, I'm taking the under on like all of their games. Like I'm betting, like yeah. that's going to start out. I'm going to take the under, but I do think like they're always trying to, like flip players and build, but didn't they just give away like two really good players from their farm system that turned out to be decent in the last couple of years? And if that's the case, does Cleveland have the farm system that's good enough that they can sacrifice players that's good in their uh, farm system and they give them away and don't get returned? So I'm, a, I'm on the under on this one. They didn't do anything to improve the team last year and their, their heart and soul was their manager and he bounced. So yep. I, I, I got to take the under Scott uh, Cleveland guardian, 78 and a half. This number feels kind of right. I was hoping it'd be closer to like 76 and a half or 77 and a half, but yeah, I I'm going to slightly lean over. I just think the pitching will be good enough to help them win enough games in a really bad division. I'm not a fan of the middle relief. I can't stand Henches. Uh, I can't stand that guy in the bullpen. But I do like Klasse as a reliever. I think he's a very solid closer. Why? Uh, because I've lost a couple of bets and I'm blowing the seventh. In the <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, always, cool. so, that's always the, the top of a gambler. It's always. He comes, he comes in the game. I pack up and I, I do all this stuff. <laughs> else. But yeah, the point is the rotation should be good. Uh, McKenzie didn't pitch much last year and went healthy. He's a very solid option. Bieber was on the 60-day uh, part of last year, so even if he does get traded at the deadline, he did miss a decent portion of last year anyway. So I do think that's kind of comparable. But McKenzie should be healthy. Logan Allen was actually pretty good last year. Bybee came out of nowhere. He was solid. I do think the lineup is always the issue. It's the same damn team every year. They don't make any adjustments yeah. to the lineup, and they can't score. But I like Quan. I do think that Ramirez is still very solid. Naylor is fine as a power guy. The average is never good enough, though. They got Loriano midway through last year, who kind of forgot how to hit with Oakland, but we know he has some power. I'm going to lean over, though. I just think in this division, with their rotation, they're good enough to hang in there for a decent amount of these games, and I think they're going to win a lot of one-run games. So I'm going to lean to the over, not by much. I think they're going to be around 80. I'm not sure if uh, their new manager is any good or not uh, because, you know, they ended up losing Francona. Francona was in and out of the dugout all year because he had a bunch of health issues as well as so they were kind of piecing that together. But the point is, I don't know if Vogt can actually, can actually uh, manage or not. We're going to find out. I'm going to lean over. Cleveland kind of never rocks the boat. I don't want to compare it to Chicago, but the same idea. They just keep the guys in place and say, all right, we'll figure it out. I think they're going to trade some guys at the deadline, but I do think they're consistent enough with the pitching, assuming health with McKenzie and with Bieber. I think they're decent enough to win 80. I'll lean to the over slightly. Is this the best rotation in this division, Kevin? 
No, I'll take the Twins. Even okay. though they should, even though I still don't understand why they let Sonny Gray get out of there, but I'll take the Twins organization, uh, to the Twins bullpen. I mean, I uh, com- starting rotation. I think it's a conversation. Uh, it's kind of, they might have the best rotation, Cleveland. You're just going through the line. If you are sold on Bybee, small sample size from last year, but still, that top three is filthy. And Logan yeah. Allen had some ups and downs last year, but you're throwing in Bieber, McKenzie, and Bybee. I mean, that's. That's a hell of a top three for this division, at least. Yeah, I, I think I'm in agreement with Scott about this this win total. It feels spot on. Like I can see them winning 76 to 77, but then they also could finish around 80 to 81. Um, and, and the card it's, right? it's the final week. It's coming down to the last week, and and that's always week, yeah, but. always the case with the Guardians when it comes down to. It. But I, I'm I'm still in shock that they still haven't done anything, guys. To address the 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 sorry the, the everyday lineup and getting guys that can hit for power or hit for home runs, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll slightly lean towards the over. Like I mentioned, it could in, in the, end up on either side of the fence here. I, I don't think this is going to be a playoff team either. I, I think that it may take a little bit for Stephen Vote to you know get his. I think the guys that he wants onto this team, and again, until they don't address anything for that offensive side. You're not going to win very many ball games, no matter how great your pitching is going to be. I think who's, there has to be some type of balance. Who's laying loot? Who's laying loot on Cleveland that doesn't leave, live in Cleveland? Who's who's like hanging on to the over under? Which which what kind of gambler, <laughs> in your opinion, is holding on to this Cleveland Indians over under that doesn't live or have any emotional stake to Cleveland? It's one thing uh, if you want to bet an over for a win total if it's an entertaining team and you just want a bunch of high-scoring games. I'm not sitting through three two finals for five months. That's just not going to happen. Like I'm, not, I'm just not going to do that. I got better uses of my time. That's why I say the best. I believe exactly the best the bet is the under. The best exactly. bet is just yeah. just bet the under and just walk away and tune in the eighth and hope that your middle relief guy doesn't blow it. I think the best. Oh yeah, bet you just take the first five under. I'm taking the war games approach. I'm just not going to play it. I think there's better <laughs> bets to be made on the rest of the yes. market. I'm not going to bother. But, uh, anything else, guys, for this uh, Indian slash Guardians team, Kevin? Anything else? No. They don't deserve any more attention. <laughs> Scott, anything else? You've given them enough. I thought about maybe Klasse leading in saves, but I don't think they're going to win enough games for that to be the case. Bieber's going to yeah. get traded probably, so I'm not going to make a Cy Young pitch. Not really have much. Unless this team somehow makes the playoffs, that's the only shot Ramirez has to win the AL MVP. What if they flip their closer, though, to another team? Can you see him leading in saves then? Or you think they would flip him? Because if they flip him, they're not going to flip him and him be a setup, man. It'll be somebody that needs a closer, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, trying to think team. I'm trying to think if I've actually seen a case where a closer has led the league in saves despite being traded midseason. I can't remember that being the case. It's possible, uh, but I don't even have the odds in front of me for Colossae to lead in saves, but they're not going to win enough games. I'd rather take long shots in that market for teams that are priced in for 90-plus wins, and you just hope those games are close. But I just think I'm going to pass on Cleveland. Uh, Saves leader for Colossae. He is the odds-on favorite at plus 450. uh, That's a terrible deal for a team. That's a horrible. That's a horrible. horrible. I agree. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the next team in this division. That is going to be the Detroit Tigers currently coming into this season with a win total of 80 and a half for them to win the division. They are the second uh, favorite or sorry, tied for the second favorite at uh, plus 350 with the Guardians for them to make the playoffs is at plus 190 on the yes minus 225 on the no AL pennant 25 to one and for them to win everything. The World Series at 60 to one. Um. Last year, I, I think this team was a team that surprised me because I was a little bit down on this team last year, and they still found a way to win 78 uh, games last year. And again, I think the theme has been because how bad of this division is that you're still going to get some wins somewhere. But this was the only team in this division, guys, last year that had a winning record on the road. Now it was a very so slightly one game above 500 um, on the road last year at 41 and 40. Last season, they finished up 37 and 44. Um, at home, this team has a lot of upside, and there's a lot of young talent uh, on this team, and it just didn't come into fruition last year for this team. But now they have a, a new manager. The front office has made some changes here as well. 
Scott, let me start with you on the Detroit Tigers coming in with a win total of 80 and a half. So last year they won 78. I thought they would be fine. They were a team that kind of bottomed out early and then won all of the garbage time dog day September uh, dog day summer games. And they just found themselves being somewhat competitive late in the year. Ah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the rotation, and there's just so many question marks in this rotation. Scooball is a one. Sure, I guess. Uh, Maida as a two. Okay. Flaherty is a three. You know, I'm not a Flaherty guy. Uh, he was not very good the last year and change. Reese Olsen. Okay, sure. And you got Casey Mize, who I like, but it feels like he's never healthy. Uh, for the bullpen, can I interest you in Shelby Miller? Uh, Andrew Chafin? Uh, how about Alex Lang as the closer? Uh, nope, not interested in those either. Okay, great. Uh, for the lineup, though, uh, can I interest you in the bloated contract of Javier Baez? Uh, you got Mark Kana. <laughs> you got Riley Green. I do like Torque. Torque solid. We know that. I think Rogers is a pretty good catcher. Rogers and, and Kelly are not a bad catcher duo, but, I mean, Veerling, and you got to rely on Parker Meadows being a starter full-time, Kerry Carpenter. I <laughs> I don't think they're an 80 win team. Like I, I'm going to lean under, like you're asking if I think they're going to finish over 500. I don't like the rotation has question marks. The bullpen looks like a mess. The lineup has a lot of unproven commodities or random journeymen that they're trying to bring along to help uh, stabilize the lineup. I'm going to lean under. I don't know what area of the actual team. I like torque. I like as an overall player, but I mean, the rotation's not great. Like, what area, either with the pitching staff or the lineup, do you actually trust? I don't trust any piece of this team. I'm going to lean to the under. Kevin, can you convince me anybody on the over here? You Scott. Yikes. Uh, if I had to bet, I would lean over. A couple of things that stood out. They started out horribly last year, but I think mm -hmm. they were really bad in bad weather games. If I was, uh, and That's now they play in Detroit. <laughs> right. But as you know, like right now, currently as a guy who lives in Chicago, I am telling you it's like 75 degrees here. <laughs> so this, this unseasonably warm weather, I think will carry out. I think the Kerry Carpenter is going to be the, the goods this year. He's going to have a monster year. And Javier Baez is highly paid. Let's just say he's, he's well paid for his production. But he does have like one month where he carries a squad. He has like that one month where all of his stats come in that one month. And I think they'll get to 81. But good Lord, like why would you touch that? I feel like there's a hype coming around this team, and I, and I feel like now, like digging in deeper with with this team, it's it's a lot of question marks, right? Again, like Scott went through the pitching rotation. I mean, there's talent there on both sides, but can it come all together for this Detroit Tigers team? And I feel like, like Kevin, you mentioned, right? This team last year started off really cold, and then, like Scott mentioned, in the dog days of the summer and towards the tail end of the season. They started winning games, and it's pretty impressive that this team did have, I know it was only by one game that they had a winning record on the road, but I think that for this for this Tigers team, I need to see it before I can buy into the hype, and I'm very going to be curious to see how they start off this season and how some of these guys are looking. Kevin, I agree with you 100% that even we saw it last year with Kerry Carpenter, that he was going to be primed at least coming into the season to have a big year for this Detroit Tigers team. Our fans and, and and our my co-hosts know how I feel about Javier Baez. I think that oh my, that, don't even get me started because we'll be here for another couple of hours. But um, I think there's again definitely like talent on both sides. You talk about the pitching rotation before Tarek Scuba and both Casey Mize were hurt. They were looking like they were going to be the future, and they still could be and what should be for this Detroit Tigers team. But I was leaning towards the over coming into the season. I think I'm going to keep my eye on this Detroit Tigers team and see how they start this season and then maybe find an updated win total for this team. Because again, like we mentioned that there's going to be a team that's supposed to be a bottom feeder kind of middling in the road. That's going to win some of those games in the dog days on the summer and the tail end of the season that kind of push their win total over the number here. So I'm leaning with the over here with you, Kevin on this Detroit Tigers team. Um, Anything else as far as player props, Scott, that intrigues you about this team? Tarek Skubal right now, I believe, was the fourth odds-on favorite to win the American League Cy Young. Let me double-check that. But anything that you like as far as player props here, Scott? 
that sounds like a donation to me because he only pitched 15 games last year. So if you want to back him to be fully healthy, let alone good and healthy, I'm rooting for you. But Detroit won 78 games. Erod carried the rotation, basically, because he started 26 games. He won 13 of them, and his ERA was 3-3. But you're looking at who was in the rotation last year. Lorenzen was fine. Uh, he ended up getting traded. Uh, Wentz was terrible. Uh, he started He started 19 games. Point is, they reinvented the entire rotation, uh, and I don't think this current iteration is that good. So, Scooball being fourth, I think, is kind of nuts because he pitched 15 games last year. Fourth lowest odds. Like, no, that that's definitely not a good value play. And Sandra was mentioning Matt Manning. I don't mind Manning. Uh, he also gets injured on occasion. He could be up and down. But maybe if you want to go for Torque to have a certain uh, big season, maybe for his RBI prop or his home run prop, I wouldn't hate that. But nothing in terms of league leading. I don't maybe Javi Baez strikeouts, but that's basically it. <laughs> Kevin. So you have all the teams basically besides the twins going under five hundred. I think it's gonna be a really bad division. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna be really bad. I did lean to the Guardians over, so I I think they can maybe break eighty one, like with eighty two give or take, but no, I, I think this division is a travesty. So well, I, I'm kind of leaning that way. I would take I would take a flyer on Carpenter being MVP. What are his odds? Uh, let me look that up here. And then you guys, I mean, like last year, four of these five teams were under 500. The Minnesota yeah. Twins did finish up with a record of 87 and 75. Everybody else either had 78 wins or uh, less uh, going into or finishing up the year last year. Um Gary Carpenter, you mentioned Kevin for MVP. Oh boy, I gotta go really down the list. I was gonna here. say, I don't know if he's gonna be listed. Yeah, I don't think he's even listed. I do see uh Spencer Torkelson at a hundred to one on DraftKings, but I mean he might be in the range of five hundred to one. Then we'll revisit this in June, then shall we? Yeah, because the only player right now listed for the Tigers, I do see Spencer Torkelson at a hundred to one. Riley so then, then he's probably going to be in the field, you know, where they have like the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I see 80 to one for uh, Riley Green uh, as well. But yeah, no, uh, no, carry, no, uh, carry Carpenter yet uh, for MVP odds. Um, anything else for Green's this team? Cheaper Kevin? than Torque? Really? Okay. I mean, he played yeah. nine nine games. I guess it's because of the batting average, because Torque batted 233. But mm. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Green is cheaper than torque despite only playing like 99 games but okay either way uh kevin anything else for the tigers no 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 except like uh oh well, i'll tell you that i think it's a it's a live bet for me to take them at plus 350 to win a division i'll throw out one other thing yeah. yeah if you do think this team has a shot to win the division or to make the playoffs hinge manager of the year oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For if you sure. want to take a spin you get, on that, yeah, I don't can, mind. If you're going to take a flyer on a yeah. on a Detroit Tiger being an MVP player, you might as well throw a flyer on a manager being manager of the year. Do you know what the price is for Hinch by any chance? Because I like Hinch as a manager in general, uh, but I yeah. do think if Detroit's going to make that leap, so to speak, yeah. he'll get credit for it anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, the I one don't see it thing. on... Yeah, I don't see it on DraftKings for manager of the year. Let me sniff around some other books and see if I can find it here. But uh, um, let's get over to the last team in this division. That is going to be the team that did win it last year was the uh, Minnesota Twins. They come into this season with a win total of 86.5. They are the odds-on favorite to win this division. At minus 115 to make the playoffs, minus 170, plus 145 on the no. 9-1 to to win the AL pennant and 20-1 to to win this division. Uh, Like we mentioned, the only team in this division last year to win um, or be above 500. They finished with a record of 87 and 75. Tell on both sides of of the baseball here, if you look at their offensive lineup and also their pitching rotation. I know we had the conversation earlier that which rotation do we think is, is a better one between the Guardians and the Twins here? But, Kevin, let me start with you on the Twins here. 86 and a half is your win total. Do you think they repeat as the AL Central champions? Yeah, well, I'm going to fade them 
I'm going to fade the Twins just because of my history in the American League. It's uh, teams. It's hard for teams to go back to back and win a division just because none of them are really all in or invested, or none of them are great organizations. The Twins won the division handedly. Why they didn't go out and just try to put together a team and just step on the necks of every team instead of like not spending money. You know, you got to spend if you got a chance to win. Like, they got a chance to win in this week as the vision. And I'm not sure what it was about Sonny Gray. and But, like, I felt like, like, keep the dude. And you're still telling me about Byron Buxton's going to play center field this year? Like, he's 30 going on 80. He is legit always hurt. And also, I think even though we agree that the American League Central is bad, we have also pretty much all agreed that every team is going to be slightly better than they were last year, which means those uh, wins got to come from somewhere. So I'll take the under on the Twins at 86 and a half. Scott, Minnesota Twins, 86 and a half. I mean, they won 87 last year. Uh, Kevin makes a good point, though, the other teams of the division being slightly better. Uh, Kansas City, I still like the win total under, but they'll be better, for example. The White Sox aren't going to be as bad, so that's another team that might go over what they had last year, for example. I'm not sure what the Guardians are going to be. Maybe they'll go over. We'll see. So I understand the point. This team on paper, I just think, is clearly the best team in the division. Rotation-wise, by the way, I'm easily taking Cleveland. Like there, There's no way I think the Twins' rotation is better. Uh, Lopez is nasty. I think he's a great number one. Ryan's hit or miss. Ober's okay. Paddock, sure. And they got Di Scalfani, who I'm not a big fan of, who constantly gets injured. So the rotation's got question marks, too. I do think Cleveland has the best rotation in the lead, in the uh, sorry in the division. I think Minnesota has easily got the best bullpen, uh, just looking at who they got back there. Duran's filthy. Uh, I think that Jack's going to be a decent middle relief guy. Uh, I think that even Brock Stewart can be okay. Okert's fine. I think their bullpen's actually decent, so I do think that's actually a plus for this team. I like the lineup. I think the lineup's solid, uh, just simply put. Now, Buxton, you're assuming, is going to play 60 games in a good year. Uh, Cor- uh, Correa might miss some time, too, but <laughs> Lewis was great in the playoffs early on. Julian's a pretty good middle mm-hmm. infielder. They got Carlos Santana, which should help out. Jefferson Vasquez, decent catcher combo there. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got Manuel Margot as well to help out with the overall uh, outfield depth. This line feels pretty much right. Like, I feel like 86.5 feels like where it's supposed to be. I think I'm going to lean over. I just think that at the end of the day, I actually like this team's roster uh, more than the other teams in the division. I'm not saying they're going to go over by a lot, but I see 89, give or take. I'm going to lean over on Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, can we just get a half a season uh, healthy of Byron Buxton? Uh, I know he's been no. <laughs> riddled with injuries over the past several seasons. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen either, but um, the one name that I was very intrigued by that they did pick up was Carlos Santana because last year, this team had a lot of uh, errors at first base, and now that you bring in a guy like Carlos Santana, who's has gold gold potential, he's a guy that's a switch hitter for you. Bad left handed, bad right handed. He has the power, so I think that gives him some stability as well uh, in the middle of the order. Right? You talked about Carlos Correa, championship pedigree with the Astros. Um, I know he's been dealing with an ankle slash foot injury over the past several seasons as well. But again, I think on paper you take a look at both sides. I think this team, like Scott mentioned. No, I think is a more talented team of this, you know, this division. And rightfully so, the odds are reflecting it, right? 86 and a half wins. The odds on favor to win this division at minus 115. So all in with the over um, for this Minnesota Twins team. Kevin, anything that sticks out to you from player, player props or any futures that you do like for this Twins team? Or is it just pretty cut and dry? Yeah, to me, it's just like, I mean, give me the under on, on Buxton's gameplay. <laughs> like, you know, take, yeah. that's that seems like under you probably have to actually lay some some juice down to to get uh, a decent number but uh yeah so one of the things that just stand out to me just about the central every year is just like there's always like something just bottoming out for no good reason like the white Sox last year win total was 82 
<laughs> 21 games less. No one yeah. thought the Tigers was going to be second, right? And no one thought that the Cleveland Indians was going to fall apart. And I'm not saying that the Twins won't win, but I don't think that they're going to just run away with it. I don't think that they got that kind of A talent. They're not like the Yankees or the Astros or anybody. I think they got a solid squad that could win, could, they could win this division, but I don't think they're running away. So I'm definitely not putting any money on Like I said, if there's a flyer that I'm putting on, on it's going to be the, the Tigers at plus 350. By the way, I uh, pulled up the manager of the year uh, yeah. odds for the AL. Hinge is actually the favorite at 550. So I don't mm. know if I wanted a 550, but he's the favorite. If you're interested in vote, he's 10 to 1. If you want to make a case for, uh, let me just quickly scroll down here. Point is, Hinch is the favorite in that market. But, I mean, one prop I'm kind of tempted by, we mentioned how Classe I didn't like the price on. I don't mind Duran to be the leader in saves at 13 to 1. I don't mind that price. I think Minnesota is going to win 18 change. Even if we think they're going to struggle to some degree, I don't. But even if we do, they still should be around 80, in my opinion. I don't see them fully imploding and winning 60 games. So I think that you're looking at Duran being a very, very solid reliever. His stuff is absolutely filthy. And Minnesota in that ballpark, you know they're going to strike out a lot. They're going to hit a lot of home runs. They're going to score runs. So I do think they're going to be leading a decent amount of games. And I do like the bullpen's ability to shut the door on some of those games. So I don't mind Duran to lead the league in in uh, saves at 13-1. to 1. All right. Um, Kevin, anything else in general for this Twins team uh, or the division? No, they, they're, they're a solid squad, like I said. I, I, I do question uh, how healthy they can be. Maybe that yeah. will be part of, of their demise. And like I said, even though I think they'll go under 87 – they still might win a division at 83, and they might win it comfortably at 83. We don't. We don't know. Anything that happens in that division, I guarantee you, you will not say, I'm shocked that happened. Yeah. Like anything that happens, you will just be like, yeah, that, that tracks. That tracks. It makes sense. So it's not – you know, like, I, I just don't know. Like, this is the hardest. I, like, I want to do this division because, you know, I'm a white size guy. But good Lord, it's a, it's a, it's a train wreck. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, look, we, we were talking about at the top of the episode that this is probably the worst division. Maybe the second one that would come to mind would probably be the NL Central. I do think the AL Central division does take the cake. Uh, but, hey, we had to start somewhere. We started with uh, the worst. We'll work our way uh as we get into our division previews for the 2024 season in the mlb um that was the last team here as far as uh you know going through each team uh guys let's throw out a best bet uh whether it's a win total division odds uh any futures that we do like for this division uh scott i'll start with you man where do you want to go with your best bet for this division so I really do like this Twins roster, but the problem is I don't think the prices are worth anything. I mean, I'm not going to lay, lay juice in this division because that's this division's a psycho division. So I'm not going to bother doing that. The win total, I think they're going to go over, but not by much. The Royals win total under kind of feels obvious because that's a massive bump from last year. Mm-hmm. I might actually lean to the White Sox. I think I am going to go with the White Sox uh, for the over as my best bet. I just don't think they're going to be that bad. They're going to be bad. Like, don't get me wrong, but 100 losses, they kept a lot of the trade pieces that they had during the offseason, and we know Chicago historically is not really willing to sell the farm. They're willing to trade prospects for Craig Kimbrell, for example. Like, they're willing to make really questionable moves to buy at the deadline when nobody knows why they're buying. I think Chicago with Cease on the roster, Robert on the roster, uh, Eloy still on the roster, they were really, really bad last year, and the chemistry was off. Hopefully, they address some of it. I just think this team is going to end up winning somewhere in the mid to high 60s. It's a really bad division. You could accidentally stumble into double-digit wins in this division, and nobody would be shocked. So I do think you're looking at a spot where the White Sox are going to be bad, but not totally awful. I'll take the win total over 63.5, you said? Yeah. That just feels a little bit low. Give me the White Sox to finish with 67. All right. Kevin, best bet for this division? I'm with Scott, man, and it sounds like I'm a homer, but I'm telling you they're going to be bad, and I'm telling you they are a bad-run organization, but I'm telling you back-to-back 100 lost seasons is just 
not in their wheelhouse. That's not who they are. When they bottom out like this, they try to be super competitive. I think they're going to be fundamentally sound. I think they're going to be have a better clubhouse atmosphere with the new GM, new manager, and all of that. So I think they are going to get a little bit over 67. I think they'll be closer to, to 70 wins. So if you're giving me a six and a half game cushion, I'm, I'm going to take that over. I think All I right. want to add one thing, by the way. The yeah. White Sox are such a badly run organization that actually helps the win total over because they don't know they should be rebuilding. They, once again, <laughs> if they were a well-run organization, they would have traded everybody already. They haven't done it yet. So the fact that they still have some talent on the roster, some high-end talent, and they're too dumb to trade anybody, that does help the win total over when they should have blown it up about a year ago. Yeah, here's something else to, to factor in, too. When... Um, Tony Russo's last year manager two years ago, mm-hmm. they picked the uh, Florida Marlins Martin, hitting coach who just didn't like to hit for power. He was all about just slapsticks, getting on base. So none, all those guys lost their ability to hit for power, and I think it messed with their game. Clearly not Luis Robert, but the rest of those guys have been struggling to find like their power stroke back. I think now that like two years removed from this guy, I think you'll, you'll start to see some, some, some power, some home runs. So I would think that uh, Eloy Jimenez over uh, 30 home runs would be something. He's got 30 home run power. So that would be a, a very interesting uh, future spec prop bet. Yeah. I like that one. I, again, you mentioned, we talked about Eloy Jimenez. I mean, I'm a fan of his game. And again, like you mentioned, he does have the power as well. Um, so I think that's, yeah, that one that I may be looking at for this future or for this division. Um, I think for my best bet, you're taking the God, Royals so probably. bad. I'm going to guess you're going to take the Royals under, uh, it's, is it the Royals under or is it the Tigers over? Um, we bet that go they with- have the worst win percentage in the, in, uh, for all the divisions. Is that a bet? Uh, you can do worse record yeah. if you was wins. I can find that market. Let me just quickly yeah. pull that up. I'll go with the Tigers here with other win totally over. I, again, I think the potential with this team is definitely there. It's about AJ Hinge. I think the probably the best manager in this division. Um, and I think, again, we saw what he did with the Astros. He comes in with this roster with the young talent on this team. It's about them putting together. And I think they will be able to do that. And again, you know, Kevin mentioned that they got off to a really bad start last year. I think they'll be definitely better in the early parts of the months, whether it's, you know, late March, early April. Um, and they can be a 500 team, right? They're at, we're asking them to go 500, 81 and 81. Just be a little bit better at home, right? This was the one team in this division that had a winning record on the road. And they only had 37 wins out of 81 uh, um, games at home uh, last season. So I think they've been able to improve uh, their home record. And these guys are able to stay healthy. Again, we talked about the Kerry Carpenters of the world, the, the Spencer Torkelsons of the world. Uh, I think this, de- this team definitely has potential here. So I'm going to go Detroit Tigers, win total over 80 and a half as my best bet for this division. Scott, were you able to find the odds there? The yeah, the bad record? news is that it doesn't break down by league. So you have to take in the Rockies and all the other really bad teams. So okay. Oakland's the favorite at plus 140 to have the worst record in the league. Which teams do you want to know about? The White Sox are 475. You no, know, I want to know like the whole division. Can you bet that the division has the worst record in, among oh, all you the other divisions? Oh, yeah. that I don't see. But they would definitely be a big favorite in that market. But <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't see that. So, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think the A's is just like they're just dead man walking. You just yeah. got to fade them. Yeah. All right, that is going to wrap it up for our first division preview of the 2024 season. We got the bat out early, the AL Central Division. Uh, apologies if you are a fan of this division. We did our best, but again, uh, we have to start somewhere. But again, there's a lot of intrigue in this division like we talked about. And like Kevin mentioned, you know, I mean, would you be shocked if, if ABC happened in this division? Probably not. But um, again, it should be a, a fun MLB season. Coming up, Kevin, I'm going to give you the floor here, my man. Anything you want to plug and let our listeners know where they can find you, my friend. Oh, awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, my podcast, Bo's Nose, drops every Friday. Uh, check that out, streaming everywhere. And my tour schedule, KevinBozeman.com for stand-up comedy, where it's uh, heavy on sports and, and heavy on uh, bad parenting. There we go. Scott, anything else? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Uh, once again, looking forward to better divisions. No offense. And I'm looking forward to the, to the uh, future previews we're going to do. 
Yeah, we're probably going to go every Tuesdays and Thursdays in uh, a rotation of the of the hosts that we had, do have on the MLB Gambling Podcast. But hope to get Kevin back on sometime during the regular season. Who knows? Maybe a shock, uh, Chicago White Sox shock the world and end up with 90 wins, and we'll talk about it at the end of the season. Who knows? We've seen crazier things happen. But, Kevin, appreciate you, man, taking the time out to join us here on this AL Central Division preview. Um, and, again, like I mentioned, we'll be back on Thursday with, I believe it's the NL East uh, with um, – Malcolm, and I believe it is Dylan for that podcast. Look out for us. Everyone's on talking Thursday. about the Mets. Uh, yeah. good, oh. I'm rooting for him. Ooh. I'm rooting uh, for him. He, uh, he, there was a point last season where he was just absolutely done. Yeah, uh, Sang already got injured. So I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing how Dylan's going to keep it together for an hour yeah. talking about the, the division. So we'll see what yeah. happens with that. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is a good time to subscribe to the MLB Gambling Podcast here on the YouTube channel. Same place, same time on Thursday. I'll talk to you guys then. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.